Welcome to the Amy Egan Podcast, where each week, Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach Amy Egan talks women's basketball and much, much more. We'll talk about past games, future games, the players, the Ohio, the Ohio Valley Conference, the NCAA, academics, careers, and many other interesting topics. This week, we talk about a big winning run, 11-0 run at UT Martin. Freshman Stevie Lockhart will join us. And I'll ask Coach Egan about the state of women's college basketball specifically in the winter of 2024. And we'll talk also a couple minutes about a career preparation event for all Lindenwood University women's athletes next week. Stevie, welcome. It's, uh, it got cold here recently, and, and you come from Texas. How does a Texas girl survive the St. Louis cold? Yeah, it was def- it's been an experience. I had to go buy another winter coat. Um, it's very, very cold. It's not like this in Texas at all. It gets cold there, but not quite like this. So it's been an adjustment to get used to, but it's been all right. Well, good. Welcome to St. Louis, I guess, is the way we can say that. <laughs> yeah. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about, about Stevie. So, so far, you've been at Lindenwood for eight or nine months, something like that. What's been the best part of being a Lindenwood student so far? I would just say... I really like the area here. It's very fun, but I would just say my teammates. I mean, we all get along really well, and so that's just been really fun living with them. And just getting to do stuff outside of basketball as well has been really fun. So I would say just okay. my teammates probably has been the best part. And of course, when somebody asks you the best part of something, they always have to follow up with what's the less than best? What's the worst part of being a Lindenwood student so far besides the weather? We already talked about the weather. Oh. I'd say the parking. I can never find a parking spot. (laughs) Do you have a big honking Texas truck or something? No. I have a a small car. Okay. Well, maybe it could be the driver and not the parking spot. You're right. You're right. I'm not a very good driver. So, so, I mean, we tease about Texas. You're a good sport about that, obviously. what were the factors that led you to join Coach Egan at Lindenwood? Well, um, when I first talked to Coach Egan, I'm not sure what grade I was in, but, um, you know, Coach Egan's just a great person. So she was my main factor in coming here to Lindenwood. You know, I was committed to her at jury before she came here. And I knew nothing about Lindenwood coming in, but I trust Coach Egan. So that was the main reason. And Okay. I'm here, that's, so that's good to hear. And I want to go to the UT Martin game, and I didn't get a chance to watch it live, Coach. I was at the men's Marquette uh, Seton Hall game on Saturday afternoon, so I was kind of a kind of a conflict. But I watched it on Tuesday evening on ESPN Plus, and Stevie Lockhart. That was quite the steal late in that game. Step <laughs> us through what was going on there. Um. Well, we'd practiced on chasing out, and I just knew that I needed to get the steal. <laughs> So I just had to go make a play. We hear that a lot in practice. So I just had to go out there and do it. And I'm just glad that we turned, we could turn it over into points. So. And I, as I recall, you were able to kind of find a sneaky pass to a teammate. Did I see that correctly? When you made that save? When you made that steal? Yeah. Yeah. We got it. I think I threw it to either Ellie or Wally and we went down and scored. So that was good. Well, you know, I called ESPN to have that put on the top 10 plays, but Stevie, they wouldn't take it. So I will we'll have, we'll have to maybe get that get that next time. And if you would talk a little bit, I know you're a freshman and freshmen can mm-hmm. make changes, but what's your yeah. major right now as we talk in January of 2024? Uh, my major is physical education without the elementary teaching side of it. So 
I'm doing a lot of like nutrition and um, first aid classes right now. So somewhere along the lines of, I really like the idea of like teaching Pilates or like a bunch of stuff like that, like wellness classes. So I don't know, something along those lines. Oh, cool. And so that's kind of what you're looking to do after your basketball career is over to get into that kind of a bit. Yes. Well, good. And, and let's, two more questions for you. And, and you're a division one women's college basketball player. And there are going to be other young women listening to this podcast that want to grow up to be like Stevie Lockhart. What kind of, what's one piece of advice you would give Stevie, as you would give others from your perspective on what it takes to be a D1 player and play for somebody like Coach Egan? Um, I would say, I'd say just follow your dreams. I mean, from a very young age, I always had a dream of playing college basketball, whether it didn't matter what division it was. And so I just say, if you have a goal, chase it and keep setting goals for yourself and just live every day as if it's your last. So that's what I would say. Well, Stevie, you are an impressive young woman. I wish you every success Mm -hmm. at Lindenwood. You're welcome to stick with us for the rest of the podcast, of course. Coach Egan... Let's start off with that 11-0 run on Saturday afternoon to close out the win against UT Martin. There had been some games recently, including the Little Rock game on Thursday, where those runs went against your team. Describe what it meant for the Lindenwood women's team, and especially the younger players, to have that success last weekend. Well, I mean, you know, I think it was it was great to see. I mean, I think, you know, I've said it over and over, we got the right kids in our program, and they care a lot. I mean, it's very, very obvious. Um, you know, I had a coach tell me today, I don't know if I've seen a more positive group of young women that are young and are have lost some games, but just continue to look like they just love what they're doing and striving to, to do great things. And I, I think he's, that coach was 100% right. Like, it's hard to do what they're doing right now and not seeing the m- immediate benefits of it. But, um, you know, we've we've been right there in a lot of games. And um, you, you talk about some youth and you talk about learning how to win at this level and what it takes. And, you know, Stevie said, you know, we talk a lot about making a play, making a play. And um, I thought it was the first time that we made the plays, you know, when it came down to the end of the game, you know, um, I said, you know, in the locker room, Michaela Wallace got a, a steal from the point guard and shot a layup. And then Ellie tipped it from the four player uh, from behind and got a steal. And then Stevie got a steal. And then uh, Alyssa Nielsen had a couple blocks. Like we just made plays down the stretch that you need to make and be able to make in order to win close games. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's continuously trying to continue to learn what that looks like and how to do those things uh, and be able to flip a lot of those close games games into W's. And we had uh, Maya Scoff on in, in on the podcast in December, I think. And she, of course, hit that three as the, sh- as the shot clock expired on Saturday afternoon. What kind of improvement have you seen from Maya since the start of the season? I mean, I think Maya keeps getting better and better along with our whole group. Um, again, I think they, they really care and they put the work in. Uh, and so I think she has continued to get better and better. I think all of them when you look at them, we're just getting a lot more comfortable with our system, what we want out of them day in and day out, uh, how to defend screens, how to get through screens, how to help, like all those kind of things. I, I just think some of his comfort as well, but they're definitely getting better. Um, you know, I, my, as a kid, uh, like a lot of our kids that they're in the gym a lot, you know, when they have the, the ability to be in the gym, they're in the gym, getting extra shots up. 
you know, putting themselves in situation to hit game winners. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot, even as a staff and talked to the girls in the locker room a while back about, you know, who's willing to take that last second shot because not everyone's willing to do that. You know, um, you kind of seek that in kids and find that in kids. And I think Maya is one of those kids that's willing to do that. So, um, I was happy for her. I think, you know, we did a lot of really good things as a team to set that up. Um, you know, I think you watch it on film and, you know, just Ellie getting her eyes to the rim on that catch and them just collapsing on her, got Maya wide, wide open. So some things we talk about all the time with, you know, eyes to the rim and what that can do. And um, I, I think it was a, a, a great way for us to end that game. Uh, and there was no doubt when Maya, when Maya let that go that it was going in. And I presume, Coach, that they ran the play exactly as you drew it out? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know in, in all honesty we we didn't really draw up a play we talked about like how to attack a one three one you know we didn't need a last second shot but we just knew we needed a good shot um and sometimes with a young group if you if you draw stuff up uh they get very literal with it and think <laughs> that, that is the only, <laughs> only uh, so we probably did the right thing and and um you know just kind of helping them through like these are your some possible looks you know with it but again our, our kids just really made some good reads on that uh and made the right play a couple of weeks ago Linwood had an event after one of your games and I had a chance to sit and chat with Celine Arnland quite a bit an impressive woman in her own right in her own right and she's stepped in to get some minutes that Gracie Kelsey had had earlier in the season because of Gracie's injury she plays with some serious intensity for someone who is almost always going up against someone bigger than her. Well, I mean, so thankful that Selena's is here and in our program because, um, you know, without her and everything that she's stepped up and done for us. I mean, we, we recruited her as a four player, you know, uh, and asked her, Hey, when you, when she got here, can you, can you learn a little bit of the five just in case, you know, with it? And now we're strictly having to use her in, in a five position, which is not her true position with stuff. So number one, we're really, really blessed and thankful that she's willing to do those things because not every kid is. I mean, the, the amount of time that she has to battle down there against bigger, stronger <laughs> kids, um, again, just a warrior for us, you know, and, and, and such a team player and team kid. Uh, and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without her. Um, I think she's getting a lot more comfortable with, with our system too. You know, our first game against, um, you know, second game of conference when we played Western Illinois was her first game. And you could tell she was a little bit nervous and questioning some stuff. I think against SEMO the first time as well. Now I think she's a lot more comfortable. Uh, I think her positioning is really good. She's battling uh, and she does a lot of really, really good things for us. So um, I think some of that, again, you know, she's getting some game experience and some, some she's learning our system down there and getting more comfortable with it. So I think it's really helping her. And I remember, let's, let's go back to the nine freshmen. And I remember you saying to me last fall that your team would be a different team in February than it would be in November and December. Do you see that continue to develop over the next four to five weeks? You know, it is amazing to me. I mean, SEMO was what, two weeks ago? Something like that. Two yeah. weeks ago, I think. And the amount and the jump that we've taken in two weeks, it is to me amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we still got a ton of room for growth uh, and a ton of things we can do better and a ton of things we can add and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
and I've said it over and over, I don't know how much of it we'll get to. Um, but, um, I think that, you know, we're, we're continuously growing and I think that has to be contributed to the kids we have in our program because they're just willing to continue to put themselves in a position in practice that's tough and hard to put themselves in a position uh, where they're not seeing immediate gratification um, and just working to get better and better. And it seems to me, for someone who likes to go to the games and provide guidance to the referees, as we've talked about before, that you've only played like two or three games in, in St. Charles over this whole season. And now it looks, and now well, it looks like... Six of the final 10 are at home. So yeah, what, are you, yeah, what are you looking absolutely. for in those last, last 10? And we said, you know, as a staff, you always kind of look at conference. And I, I thought February set us up really, really well uh, to when you talk about playing your best ball and that, because now you not only are playing it, uh, you know, playing in February with a whole new group and you're getting better and better, but you also have your six man, six people there in the stands, you know? So, uh, I expect February to be a, a good month for us. Uh, now I don't know if that's going to contribute to wins or losses, what that looks like, but I think it's going to be a really, really good month for us to continue to do what we're doing and continue through this process. Um, I mean, we've, lo- we've won two of the last four, I um, mean, you talk about how uh, kind of exciting when you look at it that way. We've won two of four, and uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. And um, I'll be excited to get back in front of our fans. And I'll be there tomorrow night. Stevie, if you need me to give some, some special attention to the referees, let me know, and I'll be happy to do that for you, okay? <laughs> He's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle, I think, is what I'm going to go with. All right, uh, the next question is kind of a long wind-up, Amy, so bear with me. And you and I talked about the state of women's college basketball on the podcast last fall. And there was even a story out, I think, last weekend that women's college basketball outdrew some NBA games mm-hmm. last week, the week after. And as you well know, because I teased you a lot about it, I had the chance to see the UConn women play in Milwaukee last week against against Marquette. And the level, Amy, of talent for players really on both teams was just stunningly good. And I know you had one of those high-level players for your jury a couple of years ago. What are you seeing, and I know you get out and recruit during the season, what are you seeing as you watch high school players this year in the past few years, including even the college college freshmen on your team? Yeah. You know, I, I think they're coming in more prepared, um, whether that's because um, a lot of them now are, are starting at a younger age or having trainers at a younger age. Um, I think they're coming in more prepared. Um, I do think like, and I was kind of thinking about this with the OVC and that with our conference, man, we have a lot of really good freshmen in our conference. If you look at rosters, if you look at some of the, the, um, you know, the kids that are, that are playing really well, the McCowan kid from Western Illinois. I mean, you look at the McCarn kid from UT Martin the other day. Uh, obviously I think we got some really good freshmen on our team. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of kids that are freshmen that, um, are maybe landing at, I want to say, maybe a a different level than you used to see them at because of the transfer portal. And there's a lot of teams and some schools that only believe in going to the transfer portal. Um, So I think it's helping um, a little bit of even our league, you know, with stuff. Um, But, um, I mean, now's the time, I'm telling you, now's the time to get on on board with women's basketball. It's growing. I think now's the time to get on board with our program, in all honesty, because um, I think you're going to see some really great things uh, happening in our program in the next few years. So, um, 
you know, I would encourage everybody to, to watch. I mean, there's just a lot of skill, you know, and I think um, you're seeing a lot of women play with a lot of passion and where that used to be sought, you know, people used to think that was a negative thing. I think a lot of uh, people are seeing how positive that is now. Uh, their passion to play the, the game that they love, uh, the sport that they love, um, and the skill works just going through the roof. And then finally, let's move on from basketball a little bit. And as you know, in the first week of February, next week, we're hosting a career preparation event for all the women's teams at Lindenwood. And we've lined up nine professional women from, from different industries and from across the Midwest to provide some career stories and guidance to, to not just your players, but to all women players at Lindenwood. In Coach, in, in your experience as a coach, what kind of evolution have you seen from colleges in general to support the post-sports careers? of women student athletes. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, Gary, I think and I hope our 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 women realize how lucky we are to have you putting that together for us and to be able to get in front of women that can help guide them, teach them, um be role models for them in the profession that they're in because there's not every uh, you know, program in the country that is able to do that or willing to do that. So, I think our women are really really fortunate to have an opportunity uh, presented in front of them. And I, I again, I hope uh, they realize how, how fortunate and lucky they are to have that. Um, you know, I think, you know, you talk about whether it's the coaching world, or whether it's the working world, whatever world it is these days, I think it, a lot of it is who you know, right? Uh, and uh, who can get you places. So making some connections here with women that can get them maybe internships uh, to grow their resume, to uh, help guide them to what it takes to be in the field, what the field looks like. I think all of that's so, so important. So um, I think we're really, really lucky and blessed that uh, we're able to do that for, for our women. Um, I think the earlier they start in their career with it uh, and building those resumes and doing those things is also really important. Uh, and so they're having some opportunities to do things that maybe some other kids aren't uh, or, or willing to do um, that can really help them take off. So uh, again, I think it's a, a great, great thing for our women. And uh, I know our women are on board and they're going to be invested in it. Um, and I think overall, it's a great thing for, for women's sports. Um, I think a lot of employers like to hire athletes, right? Oh, um, yep. You look at female athletes, um, and, and this isn't saying anything negative against people that are non-athletes, but um, I mean... I think our women are growing every day in their confidence. They're growing every day in their work ethic. They're growing every day in how to handle adversity, um, which are things that make them successful out in the working world. And um, they may not see that sometimes when they're in those situations <laughs> maybe at a young age. But when you when you graduate and you get done playing a college sport, you learn so many things from that that I think a lot of employers are wanting to hire um if they have the ability and they have, and it's the right fit, hire an athlete because um, they have a lot of the intangibles. So we've come to the end of this podcast with Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach, Amy Egan and freshman guard, Stevie Lockhart. I encourage you listening to this podcast to share the link with friends and families, neighbors. If you have questions or comments for coach Egan for future podcasts, email them to me, G Stalker at lindenwood.edu. We'll talk next time.